This presentation is from Managing Design 2017, held in Melbourne. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. So this is Padma, and she's going to talk to us all about chilling out and work-life balance and getting work done at the same time. Thanks. Thanks, Donna. Hi, everyone. Thank you. How is everyone today? Good? How is everyone today? You well? Yeah, woo! Okay, awesome. As Donna mentioned, I'm here to speak to you all about web wellness and getting some shit done. So these are things we like to do. Um, from my perspective, the reason I wanted to have a chat to you all about all about this topic today is uh, on a you know on a serious tone of just seeing recently, some people around me are really capable, highly skilled, just smart, energetic people who were getting a lot of amazing things done, just burning out. And what this was looking like, and it was really scary because I was seeing a lot happen and it, this was just piling on. Um, people who were just quitting and changing their job roles, changing out of careers completely in creative tech, which was a worry because again really skilled diverse people in these roles um, they were just exhausted even worse at the other end of the spectrum getting anxiety depression uh, you know what I thought was gee I wish I wish they had the tools to actually be able to manage their, manage that to not get to the point of burning out to the point where they couldn't even just function on very simple day-to-day -day tasks anymore so on that serious note though this isn't going to be a talk about drinking more water and eating more salad and doing yoga, though I completely endorse those things because I like those things also. Um, so they're great. This is more going to be a talk that hopefully my clicker works. It does. It's going to be more about in line with wellness in the workplace and how we can implement that. Uh, engage, increasing engagement, increasing satisfaction and, and improving performance across your teams. Now, we work in a really creative environment, so we do need to nurture these things to actually gain people's care and attention so that when they're working day to day, they can be passionate about it, they can love what they do, and therefore that will show in engagement, satisfaction and performance, and that affects the bottom line. So I'm just going to start off with what most people would actually end on, and that was my whole presentation, so thanks for listening. <laughs> I want to say thank you to all of you for being here today, for listening, for caring, um, and you know, for your undivided attention, because this is you know, really fantastic. But I also want to thank the conference organisers, Donna, Steve and Sarah, who have put on such an effort to have th this day happen today. And having, ex having experienced for the first time myself last year, <laughs> putting on a conference for the first time because I thought, yeah, why not? Why not? It was not easy. It was, uh, it was hard work and a lot of effort goes into it. So I also want to say thank you to you because I know that I'm the person standing in the way of you and lunch. So you good people, thank you again for your patience and I will try and be as succinct as possible and as fast also through Grumpy Cat's possibilities. So I'm Padma. I'll quickly introduce myself to give a bit of context. I work at BAM Creative. I run a digital agency over in Perth. Um, we basically work in web design, web development, app design development, product design development, uh, user experience design, uh, digital marketing. You know, I'm going to keep running through things, but we've been a really adaptable agency and we've been running for about 15 years now and have a really wonderful team 
of very engaged designers, developers, marketers and strategists all on board there. Um, a lot of people who cross over across multiple disciplines and hopefully love what they do and are really engaged and satisfied and happy. Um, I'm also what you'd call a you know, multiple hat wearer. I dabble in a lot of things. I like to work on a lot of projects at one time. Uh, yeah, I am definitely a multitasker. So that was my nine to five. So I run that digital agency over in Perth, which I dearly love. Um, from that, we've sprung, uh, sprung up a startup called 6Q. And that's for an employee engagement pulse survey that we implemented internally. And now that's a SaaS product that um, is being used internationally, which is exciting. Uh, also, yet yeah, co-run a, 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 a conference called Mixin, and so we ran that for the first time last year. I also sit on the board for the Australian Web Industry Association, and I'm coming towards that two-year term now for myself, and through that I run a series of local initiatives such as a monthly meetup. So, that's a lot, oh, pardon me, that's a lot of the hats I wear, and there's a lot more because I like to also dabble in side projects, but just, just to give, me, give you that context of doing a lot of things all at one time, I get asked this question a lot. How do you do it? Where do you find the energy? How do you manufacture the time to actually be able to dabble in all of these areas? And I'd like to say that I kind of rolled out the womb as a multitasker, but that's not true, although my mother would love to take credit for that part. It's, it's through training and management of that. Um, it's a skill that I can't really deduce down to steps almost, but to actually know when to go 100%, which I do, do often, but then also when to slow down and recharge and re-energise to know when that ebbs and flows. Um, so this talk is a lot about how I don't have the answers, which is really helpful to everyone who's taking notes at the moment. <laughs> but I can tell you that I do care. I really, I really, really honestly care about the teams that I work with and together with and their wellbeing. And I care about my own health and wellbeing as well. I also know what it looks like to not care. And that is because my friends, burnout has a face. And I was talking about this before. It's not a pretty face. <laughs> so if anyone in this room uh, needs a hug or six shots or coffee or just sleep, by all means, that's probably the time now for you to go, yeah, I could do that. There's plenty of space under the tables. Have your nap if you need to. Um, but otherwise, you know, it also, in, in terms of day-to-day, -day, it can look really bad. Fatigue, defeat, block, paralysis. Creative block in our line of work is a bad thing. How is anyone supposed to, you know, actually get any design work done if you have creative block? Decision paralysis. If leaders who are leading design teams or any kind of teams aren't able to make a quick, sharp, snappy decision when push comes to shove, that's a problem. So that is going to obviously impact on the effectiveness of your team and your workplace. Um, if that doesn't convince you, the bottom line, uh, and this is a pretty broad range of stat, but employee turnover cost is a real cost from losing someone, from them quitting your team. Uh, you have to go through that exit process, you have to go through that interview process, induction, the true cost of training someone up, getting them in line with your processes and getting them up to speed and then to find out at the end of that probation period whether they're a great culture fit or not, hey, you know, that, that's a pretty expensive exercise. So anywhere between 20% to 213%, depending on the seniority of that role, that's, that's pretty speno. Um, speno might be a Perth term, but <laughs> it's expensive. 
with us, everyone here as individuals, as leaders, as people who have people who look up to us and go, I'm going to follow your lead. Um, it's our responsibility to take care of ourselves first and foremost and lead by that example. But then to encourage that as a culture of wellness. This is how we do it. This is the key. It's actually going, it's okay to put your health and wellness first. It's okay, right? It's okay. Yeah, everyone's nodding because they should be. <laughs> Benefits are endless. Uh, you know, really, reduce, reducing stress, yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, reducing sick leave, improving employee retention, increased creativity, the list goes on. I don't need to convince you of these things because these, these are common sense things. If people are happy, they will perform. If people are happy, they won't be so stressed. So, more stats for you. Happy teams are about 12% more productive. 12%, what does that mean? It doesn't seem like a huge number. And even if it was a sliding scale of 5% to 20% more productive, that's about an hour a day in a work hour day. That's an hour more pr productivity for one individual. So think times that by a team of 10. Look, I don't need to tell you that that, that adds up. So again, bottom line, it affects and impacts it positively. So I want to take you through today, um, I actually culled down my slides from a million to this, um, because again, mindful of maybe people will be hangry. Again, maybe that's a Perth term, but it's when you're on the cusp of hungry and angry. Anyway, <laughs> happiness. Six simple things to try. And you might already be doing this, and if so, great, I'm really excited, and maybe this will be just a, um, you know, that validation of to continue going forward. Maybe you'll have additional ideas, which I'd love to have a chat to you about later. Um, but these are things that we, we do day to day at BAM. And they weren't, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. These were things that we just gradually added in over time and tested. Some things really failed badly and there was no uptake. But these are the things that seem to really get engagement. So here we go, simple things to try to improve wellness in the workplace. Flexible hours. Um, how many of you currently work in workplaces with flexible hours? That's, that's heaps, that's fantastic. Okay, so I won't go on about this point too much, but it really is about knowing our industry of how constantly connected we are, constantly needing to be fed into just being online and answering all those emails and you know being on social media and client demands, internal, external, all of these things. So um, what we found as in the 15 years being having run BAM Creative, that people are at different stages of their careers and different stages of their family lives as well. There's the flexible hours in the sense of people who now have young families. And when they first started at BAM Creative, you know, they were just kidless and they needed to have that time to, you know, to raise their, their little ones. Now they're off at school. So, you know, they have that balance of school pickups and drop-offs and the appreciation that they have, my team members have, to actually be able to do, spend that family time means that when they're at work, they are focused on work because they're not worried about, oh, I need to go and be a good parent over there. It is that, that balance and that flexibility goes both ways because when we really need them to pull through for a deadline, they go, yeah, I'll do it because I know that the flexibility can happen when I need it to happen. And it's also about flexibility in terms of self-awareness of when you're really productive, that, that true time when you're productive of knowing that when you can just get shit done. Me, I'm an afternoon, evening, night person. 
I'll stay up till 3 a.m., no worries doing things. That is my time. Um, not necessarily a great thing. Actually, we should edit that out. That's not, I don't condone <laughs> that. But a lot of the crew at BAM are real morning people and that's fantastic because they just go in and they know that in that block in the morning, they're just smashing through it. And then they go, go home early to their families or they go play golf or they go, you know, go to the beach. These are all things that are great and I do all that stuff in the morning. So it's that balance. Um, but there is, you know, finding that balance of ebbing, ebbing and flowing both ways. I'll talk about environment a little bit. So having a positive workplace environment is, there's, you know, there's the physical components of equipment and the environment that you, that you uh, pretty much design. So this is interior design, uh, about interior design, but then also about the, the little details, the small details. This is about an experience. So when someone comes to, into a workplace, and we have an open plan office, when someone comes into a workplace and sees things that encourages and nurtures a really positive environment, it just feels good. This is the warm and fuzzy stuff. Um, having equipment available for people to be able to alleviate things like you know, back problems or back stresses, like having standing desks that people can rotate through and having uh, you know, balls that they can sit on to work on their cores and having a natural light. Oh my goodness, natural light is ace. It absolutely raises productivity, gazillion fold, quote that one. <laughs> um, it really is really so helpful. And just things like having greenery around. Green's awesome. <laughs> um, this is something that I really, really enjoy and it's something that we've implemented for the last couple of years now at BAM. And this is stand up and stretch time. Now, twice a day, every day, we have a five minute stand up and stretch, stretch moment. And that happens at 10.30 a.m. and again at 3.30 p.m. I'll tell you a little bit more about this because this is fun as. So basically, you know that Arnie song? You know that, yeah, more power. Oh, I'm not going to sing it. No, this. <laughs> why? Why? You know when you kind of rehearse through a talk and, and you go, don't do that. that you know you want to do that. And you just, ugh, words back in my mouth. Anyway, I digress. Here I am. So we do this twice a day. Why? Because not only is it beneficial for the, the physical side of the physical aspect, I was, um, you know, I had team members who were experiencing RSI, they were experiencing back problems, they were getting migraines, eye strain, and all of these physical issues that were going, well, actually, we can prevent this by just uh, not enforcing a break, but encouraging a break. And this, when we first started getting underway with this, there was only a few people who were the early adopters. But it really needed everyone's involvement to be cool with it. And then they started encouraging, hey, come on, yeah, it's 10.30, the song's on, let's go. And this was something that just then prompted new people would come on board and they go, why is everyone standing up? Okay, I'm just going to just start stretching because that's what everyone's doing. But, the, you know, the wise aside, it's a chance where the team just have a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a giggle. It's five minutes only. Giggle, banter, what are you working on? How are you going? It also breaks up the day into really manageable chunks. So before that stand up and stretch time and then after that stand up and stretch time, these are only a couple of hour windows where you can just get shit done. And so productivity, we found, just skyrocketed because people were like, I know that there's a break coming and I know that I'm going to get a chance to, you know, like just rest my eyes and just look around. So this was really advantageous and having a cue song to jog someone's memory of going, oh right, that's, that's what that means, is really helpful. Highly recommend this one. 
Leaving your desk, um, so I only have a couple more points here. Leaving your desk is a huge one and having spaces where people can go out and actually be in a different area that is not in front of their workstation. So what we're doing here is training the mind individually and as, as, as your team as well, is that training your mind of going when you're at your desk, that is when you're doing things. That is when you are focused on that task and you'll, you know, you'll just produce. You'll just, from that training of habit, that's where things get done. But when you leave your desk, that's a moment where you can have you know, creative conversations, you can do brainstorms, you can have lunch and just chill out. Just have a different space that then your mind, you're kind of hacking your, your creative brain. Uh, Denise Jacobs has a really great book on this and I highly recommend that one. But it's about treating your workstation as an area that you, you do just train your mind into saying this is where things happen. Um, so leaving your desk is a huge one. Walking meetings, they really do work. They're just really fantastic just to, you know, to just keep you uplifted and give you a new energy and sun rays, natural light. Awesome. <laughs> um, for those who know Lord of the Rings, Gand Gandalfing the stick with a stick of you shall not pass is so important in an, in an open um, office environment to actually go, okay, we are encouraging a culture of wellness. We are encouraging you, if you're unwell as an individual, to stay home, rest up, heal yourself. Your body is saying you're sick, you'll need to go home, that one. But not only is that affecting the individuals themselves who are coming along and, uh, and going, oh no, but I have all this work to do, I'm going to let the team down. The converse is what happens if you get the rest of the team sick and then they can't be productive anymore and that project just goes down the toilet. Um, this is about, you know, actually making sure that it's okay from the top down and leading by example as well as managers, as leaders, to actually say it's, it's completely fine. It is, we want you to stay home and in fact we, we send people home if they show symptoms because this can affect ne negatively on the rest of the team and we need the rest of the team healthy and fit and fighting to go. Yep. The last one, balancing the pace. Um, how am I going for time, Donna? Cool, okay. Balancing the pace, so I'm just gonna slow it down a little bit. Uh, but I, sp <laughs> I spoke a bit earlier about going at 100% pace, and that's something that I'm certainly not adverse to doing, and I encourage it when it's needed. But you can't literally sprint the whole time. So if you think of it in terms of athletes and how they train, and how there's a thing, an actual thing called OTS, which is overtraining sy syndrome. That's when you are physically at a point where you are doing harm, physical harm, to your body by continuing to work it at a strenuous point. There's no more beneficial gain. Your body needs to rest. So someone training for a marathon isn't going to just sprint the whole time. They are going to train for endurance. They're going to know when their body needs to slow down. We, treat, um, we should be treating our minds the same way. We should be treating our bodies as we're on a, you know, we're on a long race here. This isn't a, you know, we just need to last another week because deadlines will always roll around and sometimes we'll always need to put the foot down on the pedal. But when are you going to allow yourself to have that break? When are you going to say, job well done, just near enough, you know, like killed myself back there, but now it's a time to recharge and rest. So I want to encourage you all in this room and everyone that you, you know, that you speak to and that look up to you and you know, that you are influential to, 
to actually say, okay, cool, you've done that 100%, but now let's chill out. Let's go back to just rest mode, sedentary pace, and that's okay because we're always going to be connected. There's always going to be a deadline, and that's the industry that we live in, but that's okay as well. So we talk about InDesign, there's a thing called white space, right? Why do we have white space? Does anyone want to have a go at this? What's the importance of white space as a principle in design? See the black stuff. See the black stuff, okay, yes. <laughs> yes. Focus on what's important. Boom. <laughs> Focus on what's important. By taking out all the noise around us, by being able to switch off, we can focus on the most important things. Like this brings it to, to light. Without our minds and our bodies fighting fit, we can't do the work. Your team can't do the work if they are not engaged and they have all of these other things going on and they don't take a chance to step back and go, ah, that's what's important. So I encourage white space to design that into your team cultures and to, into your workplaces. Now we can get shit done because we have all, all of that. But it does take some work, it does take some change your habits and you can do it, put your back and do it. That one. <laughs> Why am I singing? Why am I doing this? Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from Managing Design 2017. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.